0: It's good to be here today. As Brad said, my name is Pastor Jeff lamp and I'm the youth pastor at Abundant Life Church. Um, and I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share the word with you today. Um, when Pastor Micah asked me to do it, I was just like, yes, put me in coach. And it's so awesome to be here at Chism Assembly this morning. Um, I've been involved with youth ministry for 21 years. so. Um, yeah, so just to say that I have known Brad his whole life, that's very true. So. Um, and I've been youth pastoring at Abundant Life for about three and a half years out of that. so But I believe as the body of Christ, we are in this exciting season right now, like never before. You know, I feel like youth ministry, I'm seeing students coming back from quarantine, coming back from the stay-at-home thing, you know, just wanting to cut out the fly and dive into God's Word. And I feel like that's where we're at as a church, as a body of believers. We want to dive into God's Word. Amen? So let's do that today. So let's dive in. Today we're continuing the series that you guys have been doing, um, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And today we are on peace. But first, I want to tell you a story, okay? You guys want to hear a story? Alright, alright. I've got one for you. I love sharing stories about my life because... It helps kind of you guys to know, get to know me a little bit, right? And it also kind of helps to break the ice with that. But, so as I said, I've been involved with youth ministry for over half of my life. And I, I want to tell you what, something that happened six years ago. In fact, six years ago this month, it was pretty funny. We were having a summer youth event in somebody's backyard. And it was, so it was all of us in this backyard. And they had this huge slanted yard. And so, what they did was they set up a 100 foot slip and slide. Anybody ever been on a 100 foot slip and slide? Uh, I hadn't either. And uh, it was great. The students were zooming down like it was nothing, but I was not. You know, I was fine sitting on the side, eating hot dogs, you know, and saying, hey, good job, you're going down, that's sweet. But I was not going to go down until one of the leaders was like, Jeff you need to go down this slide. You need to go down. And I was like, eh-eh. Uh-uh. And all of a sudden, what? Uh, this caused like a ripple effect with the students that were there. And they, they were like, yeah, you need to go down this slide. And they started chanting my name. Jeff, 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 Jeff. It was just like in the movies when you've seen that happen. This was the epitome of peer pressure right here, right? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. So with a burst of confidence and maybe stupidity, I gave in and took my place at the tippy top of this slip and slide, right? And uh, there was no turning back now. The chant got louder and louder. I was in it to win it. I wanted to, with this look of determination, I started running towards the slide as fast as I could. My aim was to make it down with the finesse and style of an Olympic slip and slide athlete. So I, get to, so I ran, I, get, I get, get to the point where you have to jump, so I ran and jump, you know, belly down, and I get to it and I actually fell a little bit short of the slide and my, my arms actually went underneath the slide and I came to this screeching halt. Needless to say, the cheers ended there. It was kind of like the most anticlimactic thing. I mean, you, you, they're like, yes, go, 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 go. Aw. So there I lay like a beached whale, you know, just sort of, sort of like, I, I made it all of two inches down this slide. The thought came to me that I should just get up, go home, walk out of this place with my head hanging down and maybe, I don't know, become an accountant or something. I don't know. But, uh, No, but no, I pulled my arms out from under the slide and made my way down. You know, life can be a lot like that slip and slide, right? We have an aim to go through it, have fun, be worry-free, and then bam, something happens that causes us to come to a screeching halt, and then worry and fear creep in. That is why this peace, this particular fruit of the spirit is so vital for us not only to bear, but to also fully comprehend. You know, Paul gives us a list of the fruit or the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives in Galatians five, twenty-two 22-23. And I'm just going to read it for you really quick. It says, but the, fruit, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's look at those first three first because this is what you guys have already learned about love joy peace and I believe there's a specific reason that God that that God had Paul write those in those order before Paul wrote about the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5 the verses leading up to the list of fruit had to do with walking according to the flesh and how we can find freedom from those things by walking according to the spirit so when we walk when we talk about fear or worry or anxiety we're talking about how the enemy, works through our flesh we desire to be in control of our life and its circumstances think about that You can think about that in my own life where man something comes up and i want to think of a way to make it work right i feel that paul was very intentional in listing love as the first fruit because it ties perfectly into what what we're talking about today the holy spirit not only helps us to walk in love but also helps us to understand the true love of the Father that He has for us. When we experience the love of God and walk in it, we realize who we are in Him. We are a child of the Most High. He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. In fact, in 1 John 4:18, it says that such love, this love of the Father, this love that is, that is revealed through Jesus, has no fear because that perfect love expels all fear. And when we understand who we are and God's love for us, his perfect, agape love, through Jesus, that love, God, God's love expels or drives out all fear. I think we have to understand something in this. When we are fearful or worrying or fretting, the peace of God doesn't just hover over it. We don't have to experience fear and then have this peace kind of be like, uh We'd have this piece be like, what are you saying, baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it's over here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I can't read that far. I have glasses, I can't read. Anyway, so so when we're experiencing this fear, we don't have to like have God's peace just kind of hover over it and still experience fear, right? We are we if I think if we if we understand this that that it doesn't share space with fear, God's love replaces fear. The love of God dis- expels fear and the peace of God replaces it. When we look at the person of Jesus in the Gospels, we see him as this Prince of Peace. This title that Isaiah prophesied about him, you know, that, that, and we see him exemplifying it when, when he was on the earth. This is exactly what he's desiring to be in and through us today. You know this Prince of Peace, this, this 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 person of peace in our lives, and we see two main and big examples of this that have to do with storms. We see him exemplifying the Prince of Peace when we look about, look in the Gospels, and we see two main things, and they have to do with storms. Let's look at Mark 4:35 through 40, and it says this. I'm just going to read it for you. It should be up there, but I'm going to read it for you as evening came jesus said to his disciples let's cross to the other side of the lake so they took jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind although other boats followed but soon a fierce storm came up high waves were breaking into the boat and they began to fill with water jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion the disciples woke him up shouting teacher don't you care that we're going to drown When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, or peace, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? So let's take a deeper look. No pun intended, because we're talking about water. Let's take a deeper look here. There are a couple of main things I want you to notice in this narrative. The first one is, let's look at the disciples. Let's look at their humanity in this passage. Jesus is physically right there with them. But this threatening storm has come, fear has set in, and in the midst of fear, doubt rears its ugly head. Fear causes us to think irrationally, right? When we allow fear to have a hold on us, it causes us to to think and act in, in an irrational way. The enemy uses fear to take our eyes off of who Jesus is and what it is that he desires to do in and through us in the midst of the storm. So let's look at how, look at how fear causes the disciples to think irrationally. And they accuse Jesus of not caring. Man, how many, does, how many times does that happen in our lives? The storm is raging, the fear is setting in, and we accuse God of not caring or even deserting us even in our deepest faith and closest walk with jesus the enemy can use fear to cause us to think or act irrationally right we know the promises of god we know the promises of jesus that jesus is there but fear can cause us to think man he's not there, he's not there the second main thing to notice is jesus look at him we see jesus sleeping in the midst of this violent storm i believe there's a very key lesson that jesus is showing us today in the middle of the storm jesus was at rest he had peace that passed the disciples understanding how many of us can relate to a storm or circumstance arising and it causing us to lose sleep causing us to lose rest causing our focus to be on that situation and thinking of ways that we can we can make it work right so the more we try, the more the enemies there trying to steal our peace and rest, to take our eyes off of Jesus and on the situation surrounding us. It's really cool because Jesus was the prince of peace in this situation. Jesus was bearing that fruit during the storm. He was confident and secure in the love of his father. I wanna encourage you today to know that, that that same spirit that allowed him to sleep through the storm is available to us today, right? through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We can take authority over the storms in our lives, over the enemy, in Jesus' name, because as children of God, we have the same power in us through Jesus, amen? Amen. Another example of Jesus being the Prince of Peace and another storm is in Matthew 14, 21 through 22. This is the famous one with Peter walking on the water. And Peter, he's so kind of emotional, emotionally driven sometimes, I can kind of relate to him in that respect i could say oh peter, oh, peter when i read this okay. M- matthew 14:22 through 31 says this immediately after this jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home after sending them home he went up into the hills by himself to pray night fell while he was there alone Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had arisen, and they were fighting heavy waves. At about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Ah, the Prince of Peace arrived. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? So let's, let's skirt back a little bit in this account, and we have to look at what happened right before this account. Jesus healed many people. He fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes, right? And the disciples had just witnessed this. They had seen Jesus do these amazing things, right? With their own eyes. Man, I can think of, I can think of a list of many times, many times when God has done amazing, miraculous things in my life, and my faith is all charged up, and I'm on this mountaintop experience, and that's when the enemy hits with the storm out of nowhere, yep. Again, the disciples were in this place of comfort, so to speak, you know? They were familiar with boats, and how to use them. For many of them, it looked like it could be looked down as a comfort zone, right? In this boat, they were trying to figure things out for themselves. You could imagine them asking, how do we survive? How do we keep this boat afloat? and then Jesus shows up. Again, the Prince of Peace himself arrives on the scene, and what does Peter do? He asks to leave this boat of trying to do things himself and moving confidence towards Jesus. I believe that what Peter and other disciples experienced, you know, seeing Jesus perform these miracles and the power of God working through him, helped spur on the tr- their trust in Jesus, right? they helped spur on his faith in that he was able to do what he would, had been placed there to do. I believe in this moment seeing Jesus, Peter experienced this peace that passed all of his understanding. That peace replaced fear. That peace gave him confidence. Because the Prince of Peace was there, and as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked over the storm. Oof. Think about that. He was able to, as he kept his eyes on Jesus, walk over the storm. So again, not only do we see that we can find rest during the storms, we that the storms that we're facing, but that peace, that fruit of the Spirit working in us will give us confidence to follow Jesus through the storm. But see what happens. Oh, this is the famous part. The waves and wind and circumstances, they took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sing. Oh, Peter. Oh, Peter. I can easily say, oh, Jeff. <laughs> Seriously. How many times have I allowed myself to get caught up in worry and fear and allow the enemy to take my eyes off of Jesus and on the circumstance surrounding me? See, if we want to see the fruit of the Spirit alive and active in our lives, we, we first have to come to a place, and that place is surrender. Surrender. It's dying to ourselves and our flesh. And we truly, when we truly surrender our circumstances, our storms, the things that are causing us to not be experiencing His peace, when we absolutely make way for His peace to reign and rule in our lives, that is when we're going to experience that fruit in our lives. It's acknowledging that it's not by my might. It's not by my power. But it's by His Spirit. By His Spirit. I know that, and even talking to it, that's way easier said than done. That's way easier for me to preach than to put action behind, right? Because, man, it's easy to say, I trust in Jesus through whatever I'm going through. But when the rubber meets the road and we are actually surrendering to Jesus, that is when way we're going to see that fruit be buried and bore in our lives, right? It's, it's, really, it's really done when it honestly comes from this daily, and sometimes minutely, and sometimes secondly, saying no to the enemy and allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us. I want you to listen to this really important thing that I'm going to tell you. I just want you to, to listen up. When we let fear take the place of our faith, start serving that fear. That fear becomes our God. Think about that. Fear is one of the enemy's biggest tactics and that that he uses to keep us stuck. Just like me on that slip and slide. Fear keeps us stuck. He wants fear to hold us back from fulfilling our God-given destiny, right? Maybe God is calling you to do something out of your comfort zone, out of the boat that you're in. See, God never wants us to live inside our comfort zones. He actually calls each one of us to live uncomfortable lives. Oof, it's kind of hard. Uncomfortable lives. Lives where we need to rely on him for for direction and leading. Lives where we have to rely on his word to be a a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Comfort, Comfort usually means that we are stuck. Again, the enemy uses this as he starts putting in us thoughts of doubt or you're not good enough. Or this new thing is scary and you don't want that. Thoughts of not having the right words to say, or the fear of the unknown. Fears that God isn't there for you. Fears that something bad is gonna happen if you follow what God is calling you to do. Fear can literally, literally paralyze us. So now you're like, Well, Pastor Jeff, what can I do? What 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 okay, yes, we know. We can see that fears not a good thing, and we need to, we need to have bear the, the fruit of the Spirit, the peace in our lives. How do we do that? So I have three ways, three ways that we can bear the fruit of peace in our lives today. Number one, we need to be awakened. We need to be awakened to the enemy's schemes, right? John 10.10, 10, very famous verse, says this, The thief... The enemy comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The enemy wants to steal your peace. He wants to kill and destroy the plans and purposes that God has for each one of us. He wants us to be stuck in fear. But Jesus has come to be the person of peace in our lives so that not only are we awakened to the enemy's schemes, but are awakened to the strong tower that we have in our mighty God. Amen. The second one is, you have to stay woke. Stay woke. That's a phrase that's used by the youngins. But it basically means this. It means this, to stay awakened, to stay alert. You know, don't allow the enemy to steal your faith. Don't allow him to use fear to cause you to believe lies about yourself, your situation, or lies about Jesus. Just like the disciples were, were deceived into thinking that Jesus wasn't there anymore, that, that he didn't care about them. We need to stay woke to that. How do we stay woke? Well, Philippians 4.67 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he does. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand his peace is going to be what will guard your heart and minds as you live in christ jesus it's going to guard our hearts it's going to guard our minds It's going to guard the way that we think it's going to guard you know what we're allowing or it's going to put a guard and not allow the enemy to to infiltrate that right so stay woke awaken stay woke and number three abide i'm just going to have uh, bethany come up here and play us some music as we close today the third thing is abide in god's presence and worship is so key guys so key isaiah 26 3 says this you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you that is that is god's promise he's going to keep us in perfect peace as we keep our mind on Him. Fruit, The fruit of the Spirit isn't achieved by working. It's birthed by abiding. By remaining. By holding on to our Father. Think about it this way. Abiding will always lead to surrender. Abiding will always lead to surrender. Surrender will always lead to the Holy Spirit moving in our lives the Holy Spirit moving in our lives will always cause us to bear fruit. Amen. Let's pray. Let's let's just spend a few moments with God right now. Let's just bow our heads, close our eyes, and turn off all the distractions around us for the next few, few moments. Maybe you're going through a storm right now. Maybe in a situation right now where the enemy is just robbing your peace. Maybe fear has held you back. Maybe you're even losing sleep. Maybe it's the situations going on in our world today. Whatever it is, just, I believe that, that uh, the word for you today is surrender. As those things are being brought up in your heart, in your life, I just want you to just surrender them before Jesus. He is desiring to be the Prince of Peace in your life, And as we surrender, we can allow the Holy Spirit to just infiltrate our lives, to fill us, so that we bear the fruit of peace in our lives. Surrender, surrender to Him today. God, I just pray over each person that's that's listening to this today, that's, that's in this place. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just help them today. Help them today to see you clearly. Father, I pray that they would be awakened to the enemy's lies. I pray that they would be awakened to, to the schemes that he's trying to do to steal the peace that you have promised to them. God, I pray, Lord, that they would take authority over that in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just have your way in their hearts and in their lives. God, that they would just experience this peace. Lord, I thank you that your perfect love expels all fear. So Lord, I just pray that as they experience your perfect love today, God, that your peace would would just infiltrate them. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for for the plans and the purposes that you have for each person here today. God, I just pray Lord that nothing, nothing would cause that would cause them to to would get in the way of, of you fulfilling that in their lives. Lord, we just pray that there would be surrender today. God, I pray, Lord, for abiding too, Lord, that that even leaving here today, that we would come to a place of abiding in your presence and worship and prayer and and in your word. God, I pray for specific words that you you would give each person here today in whatever circumstance they're in. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory for what you're doing in hearts and lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. So, guys, we, I just want to encourage you today. Know that um, know that God is for you. Experience His love. And allow His peace to just reign in your hearts and your lives. Okay? Amen.